Welcome to the Heart of the Matter podcast, where we talk about scripture, theology, and anything relating to God in a loving conversation, and where we try to get to the heart of the matter. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Today's episode is the second part of a session we began on the last installment. These microcosms, these microclimates, right? These mm-hmm. uh, homogenous um, kind of little spaces, right? Predominantly white, maybe predominantly black, whatever it might be. The Hispanic community is over mm-hmm. here on this side. Um but that's not how God intended it. That's not the heavenly city that he created, right? No. We are all his, his children. I mean, it's coming around. This is what we're talking about. Um, and so that's church going forward, right? You're talking about our friend who's a bit wild and kind of different looking. And if you'd saw, seen him in church, which you did a year or two or uh, two ago, who's this guy? But man, that is church, right? He yeah. is as much a brother as... And he was saying, any, yeah, yeah. Any, any one of us. Well, it's, again, it's always a heart matter. You might listen to this podcast, too. He was yeah. excited when we told him the podcast. <laughs> yeah. so, but um, it's it's one of those things, again, where we have to just make sure our heart is in the right place. Because, again, we were talking about we're human, right? So these thoughts are going to pop up in our minds. That narrative that you're talking about, John, is going to pop up in our minds when we meet new people. Um, that That's not evil in and of itself if you have a thought that comes to mind. You have to take captive. Yeah, we, we take these thoughts captive. So... Um, I I do kind of hate it when people talk about how, like, oh, these people think racist and all this stuff. It's like, well, hang on a second. I'm sure you've had some sexual thoughts in your mind. Do you want me to call you an adulterer? Mm-hmm. You know, and all this stuff. It's like, well, let's have a little bit of grace on each other here. Um, you know, uh, but, yeah, I think uh, it, it's just one of those things where I had to kind of tell myself, and, and I have to do this a lot because I'm an analyst. Like, mm-hmm. that's I, I walk into a room, I start analyzing people, and I know a lot of people do that, but mm-hmm. it's like, it's like we start sizing each other up, and I have to come back to like, but I don't know this person. I've never mm-hmm. talked to this person. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to judge someone by outward appearances. Now, I can take things. Discipline yourself. Yeah, I, I can discern things and say, well, maybe I would deal with this. Maybe I would deal with this, but I don't know. And hopefully they surprise me. I always say that, you know, I, I was a manager um, at a lawn care company, and I had to do the hiring. So mm-hmm. I had to interview all the people that would come in. Mm-hmm. And I... I can tell you that from the sec- first five seconds they walked in, first five to 20 seconds, I could pretty much tell you what I was going to deal with with that person, like the issues I, I could have with them like mm-hmm. down the road, um, if that person was going to work out mm-hmm. um, or not, in, in whatever. Mm-hmm. But I always left my mind open to say, okay, but I'm going to put that off to the side because I want this person to prove me wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and I want them to show me. I want to give them a, I want them to give... I want to give them a chance to prove um, that I'm wrong, that mm-hmm. my preconceptions are wrong. Because I said, that's my preconception. I'll put it out to the side. <laughs> mm-hmm. Unfortunately, most of the time, that did not happen. Mm-hmm. Because I would say God does has given me discernment a little bit in things. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say it was also lawn care, so it is a rougher industry. A lot of the people I was that you're say, interviewing. You know, it's, just, like, I, was, uh, I was in charge of hiring for, for a few years as well, and... Uh, like, uh, yeah, do you have hands? Do you have feet? Can you breathe? Yeah, perfect. Yeah. You're perfect, in. you're in. <laughs> yeah. I was hiring for third shift. Do so. you have a clock, and do you know how to get to work, and can you at least make it five out of the six days you're required to work, or whatever it is? 
Um, yeah, no, so it, it was a little rough. Um, but yeah, again, it's that, it's that heart posture of, hmm. I may come in with this stuff, you know, my baggage or my preconceptions or my discernment, mm-hmm. and maybe that's 100% spot on, but I have to give them the possibility that I don't know that, mm-hmm. that it's not going to happen that way. I have to give them the the innocent until proven guilty, you know, kind of verdict. Mm-hmm. I, I, I need to have a heart posture that's open to let, allowing God to do a work in my life through them or yeah, vice versa. Like, I think of like the scripture verses too. I don't know why it just came to my mind, but just like the scripture verses talking about, um, Oh man, you were going to say something too, Mark. That kind of threw me off here. Yeah. Let me think of well, it. Let me think of what I was, well, was going to say just, when you're... Well, I was just going to say, like, as long as we're talking about the church, um, it just, I, it keeps bringing back to mind Mont, uh, who's a gentleman here who led a prophecy class that we were, Josh and I were part of for the last couple of months. Uh, but Mont had a prophecy of, um, yeah, this woman, an archer, uh, bagging this big buck, right? She shoots this big prized buck. Um, but really the big thing that came out of it, that this word that the Lord gave Mont was that it's going to get messy because what happens after you shoot a buck or a doe or any animal, there's Mm -hmm. the field dressing, right? It's a messy, gory process. And so when I think of the church, yeah, ministry is messy. And if, if, if the church isn't messy, it's not doing it right. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I know this is a new rabbit trail, but it's just really resonating with me. And so we're talking about the unity or we're talking about diversity, right? Mm-hmm. Unity comes out of diversity, I suppose. Um, I don't know. Yeah. How do we welcome that into the church or how do we even just welcome that into our day? Um, just recognize, yeah, that regardless of what the outward appearance mm-hmm. is, the Lord's heart is for this person, whatever they're walking through. Mm-hmm. And man, it might get a little sloppy, yeah, we, praying with them or you know it's talking with them play, praying with them it's so <laughs> funny we always down we always down credit ourselves too I was asked to pray with a couple um, not terribly long ago and I, I didn't want to do it you know I was yeah. kind of like I, I didn't feel like doing it I was kind of like I was kind of like I don't know if I I didn't feel confident doing it I just wasn't in the right mindset at the time I don't know what it was you know just my flesh Sure. You know, just my flesh being in the way, like, you know, I should be, I should be, I should love to want to pray with these people, you know, mm-hmm. but sometimes our flesh gets in the way. And I was like, oh, sure does. You know, this is like, this is just, this is literally me just exposing like the inner workings of my anxiety in my brain. Hmm. You know, it's like, we all, we all deal with certain micro, uh, you know, examples of these, of this, mm-hmm. uh, mine may be way different than yours, you know, yeah. but, mm-hmm. but we all deal with certain things like the way our brains tick. They just are weird sometimes, you know? Yeah. Um, Not for sure. And but anyway, I I, I went through with it because I wanted to bless them in that way. Uh, and uh, you know, I didn't want to back down. You know, I you know, God called me to this. I, I I need to I need to take up the mantle and and pray with people. We need to do that. You know. Hmm. And I did. You know. And I thought it was so sloppy. Hmm. You know, I, just, I felt like I just did not have the right words. And then there was a point where I said something where I was like, I hope they don't fight about something like that. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I asked for like fortification and like strength in that area. But you know, if, if we weren't Christians, mm-hmm. me saying that may have been very offensive to someone, hmm. but I was praying for fortification in that area, you know, and when we got done, they just thanked me. They were like, that was such a beautiful prayer. Hmm. 
thank you so much. They were so, you know, hmm. blessed by it. And I, and I literally, <laughs> I literally did not think it was good. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh, and that's the beauty though. That's Christ hmm. in us, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and if I wouldn't have done it, you know, they wouldn't have got that blessing. And, yeah. and, and, the, and the Lord taught me too. It's like, you know what? Just being obedient is enough sometimes. Hmm. <laughs> and, don't worry about the outward appearance. Don't worry about what you think you're going to look like or sound like. Just do it. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of times, you know, we get hung up on that. I've seen, you know, I've just seen examples of this in the church where people stand up for prayer and no one goes to them. Hmm. We've probably seen that, right? And maybe you've been called then to be that person to go do it. I've, mm. you know, I've done that too. Yeah. Um, but there's also been times where I've seen people... And I should have gone and I didn't, you mm. know, and the Lord needs to work that out of me. And I, and, and that's like, that's like what I've been working on lately is just in my walk in the spirit, you know, we need to be called. We need to, we are called. So we need to, we need to be obedient. Hmm. And, uh, it's funny. We're talking about God, the father tonight. Um, cause yeah, this morning Cameron and I were at the, the uh, quick trip. We we're at a gas station. And yeah, there's a young man outside and we asked him if he needed prayer. He's like, yeah, you could pray for my father. And we're like, oh, what's up with your father? Oh, he passed away a couple months ago. And we're like, oh man, like, how do you feel about that? And he's like, yeah, it's been really hard. I've been really sad, but feeling a bit better. And so I was praying over him outside of the quick trip. And mm -hmm. um, like, how can you pray into this father situation without praying into, and, and honestly, I don't know this young man's yeah. like spiritual background. I don't know if he knows the Lord at all. I, I would suspect he doesn't, but maybe he does. But yeah, I was just praying for a revelation of the heavenly father. And it just felt so awkward, like praying that outside to a likely unbeliever, um, praying that out into the world. And afterwards I was just like, man, God, make that real, you know, like yeah. for us as Christians, it's something that we can understand through the word, these verses that we're reading tonight. It's something we can understand through discipleship and men's groups and, and sermons. But how does that translate for somebody of the world? Like, yeah, you're sad about your father, but man, you've got a heavenly father, right? Who loves you so much greater. You know what I'm yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. trusting that there's planted seeds, but it's like you're talking. The reason I thought of it is I was just obedient with what I felt like to pray. Um, and just it, recognize that the Lord just recognize that the Lord will use it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. And, and you know, going back to this scripture talking about obedience, you know, and um, you know, going back to the first point I was making, um, just to kind of cap it off, you know. I like here how Jesus, you know, starts talking to the children to obey the parents. Hmm. And, you know, so you probably got all these people in the crowd going like, yeah, tell our kids to obey us. That's right. He's you know, <laughs> acting up. He needs to be told. Then he switches it and he says, now, fathers. <laughs> and they're like, oh, no. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. So we kind of already touched on that. So mm -hmm. um, that's the thing. That's the thing about, you know, Jesus. And we're, I know we're talking about culture and stuff and the differences. It, it, it really comes down to the heart for everybody. Jesus didn't just talk to the children. He talked to the fathers and the mothers. He didn't just talk to the husbands. He talked to the wives. Hmm. He didn't just talk uh, to the slaves. He talked to the masters. He didn't just talk to um, the, the the people who were the poor. He talked to the rich. He, hmm. You know, so when you, 
I always feel like there is a sort of problem when people start to focus on one thing and say, well, you know, we're really going to um, bring up the rich and tear down uh, tear down the poor and vice versa. Mm-hmm. It can go both ways, you know, because mm-hmm. the Old Testament tells us not to pervert justice just because of if someone's like handicapped, you know, mm-hmm. or someone. And that goes along with the, whether they're poor or, um, you know, broken family or whatever. We can't let uh, justice be perverted by someone's situation. It doesn't mean that we don't look... Um, don't have a little bit more mercy or, or whatever on somebody in, in the context. But um, I just always find that funny is that uh, I guess I shouldn't say funny, but just interesting that our culture is always so against each other. And it's like, we each need our own thing out from God, you know, mm-hmm. and we need everything from God, but there's, there's certain things in our lives that other people aren't dealing with that other people are dealing with that same thing. And, and like, instead of like just so casting down someone because they're rich or because they're poor or because they're, you know, like we were saying earlier, we, we really need to, to come together and, and use those gifts for our father, you know. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of find that as a little funny side note where, you know, Jesus kind of, you know, in this whole thing is, is addressing that it, this is under the instructions for Christian households. So talks to the wives, but then he talks to the husbands. Mm-hmm. Talks to the kids, but then he talks to the parents. Yeah, that's cool. And then again, right after this, talks to the slaves. And the masters are probably like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But by now, the, the people should start realizing that, well, he's come for us next, you know. <laughs> but I bet they didn't. I bet they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, talks to the masters. Um, so, yeah, well, we're going to move on to our uh, next scripture here. Um, so John, you got that one. It's a Proverbs chapter three there, verses 11 through 12. Yeah. Um, it's my son. Do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof. For the Lord reproves him whom he loves as a father, the son in whom he delights. Hmm. So yeah, it's like a good parent, you know, a good parent disciplines their children Mm -hmm. and discipline and punishment are not the same thing. I think Mm -hmm. people often mix that up too. The discipline is discipleship. Like it's it's discipling someone. It's 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 correct. Mm-hmm. I actually tell this to my child all the time. Um, I say if you have the ability to discipline yourself in this moment, then I won't need to discipline you. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping I'd say that's my oldest, and I, I hope that he's like catching on to what I'm saying because it's like when you're an adult, we have to discipline ourselves. Mm-hmm. To, you know what I mean? Like, if it's if it's if it's setting aside that time to pray, if it's setting aside, you know, or, or well, it's like it's allowing God to discipline us, allowing Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit in our lives, to discipline us. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's to it's to create habits, fruitful habits in mm-hmm. our lives, and if we're not doing that, we'll be unfruitful. So we need to, we need to continue to prune the tree and, mm-hmm. and allow God to move in us and, 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 to, and to, to work in us. You know, but I say, but I tell my child that, you know, because you don't have the ability to discipline yourself in this moment. I was like, but sometimes I give them a chance. I was like, if you know how to discipline yourself right now, I'll allow that. <laughs> and, mm, cool. and I'll see if he's able to do it. Yeah. Like, do you understand mm. why you're being disciplined? Do you mm-hmm. understand why? And I allow him to articulate it, um, or try to, if he chooses to, sometimes he's just silent, you know, he's just a little mute, so, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, well, I'm going to discipline you, you know, but I want to work those things out in those conversations, mm-hmm. and the Lord allows us to do those same things as well. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, I mean, this verse, <clears throat> this proverb, you know, 
don't despise, yeah, don't despise the Lord's discipline. And like, we think of like, sometimes like discipline's not, like, discipline's hard to deal with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he reproves, I mean, we're, what's the, what's the definition of reprove? Um, can you articulate that maybe for the listeners? Well, I mean, that's always used in kind of the context of, um, you know, helping one to see what's wrong about it and what's, you know, what the right path is. Um, I don't have the Webster's Dictionary <laughs> off there, but, you know, reproof and instruction. So, um, you know, I kind of think of rebuke when I think of reproof. It's God kind of coming down and saying, as a dad, you know, you're reaching for that stove and God reproves you, says no, slaps that hand, says take it back. Or, you know, sometimes God will allow us to touch that stove, and then, you know, then we're going to we, Yeah, then we'll, ooh, that's no, hot. Then it's I up to us to that. say, should I go back to it? Mm-hmm. I like what you're saying about discipline and stuff, you know. Um, punishment, though, it is a righteous thing. It can be a right, you know, if, if it's applied properly. Um, because punishment is the effect of a, of a judgment. And uh, judgment is an effect of actions done. So if there's improper actions, we have a judgment to say whether it's improper or not. And if it's done right, well, what's the punishment that can help us discipline that reproof, that rebuke? Because um, we, we still have the punishment of death that we'll, we're going to have to go through. But the sting of death, the punishment that we deserve is far greater than that. And And so it's like we don't have that anymore when we come to Christ. We don't go to hell. We don't experience that anymore. We get eternity with Christ, but we still have the punishment of death for our sins, right? And so punishment isn't necessarily a bad thing if done in the right way. But I think what you're alluding to, though, is that there it can be if we go to abuse. And that's what we have to be really careful about. Which is what imperfect man is done with it. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, I mean, yeah, so... We're almost going to the opposite spectrum well, now, people, too, you know? Some people don't think of discipline. Like, they, they just think of punishment. Like, their mind says punished because maybe that's the way they were raised. That's the way their father mm-hmm. did it. Um, and, you know, you grow into those habits. Then when you become a father, and then you bring those generational curses onto your children as well. Yeah. Um, but, like, there's deeper things because we when we, when we do punish... It needs to be in the form of discipline. Yeah. Because if you're not, if you're not, if your intention isn't to disciple them in the way that they need to go, then it's, then it is just abuse. Yeah. You know, so there has to be a lesson in it. There has to be a reason why. Some people just punish their kids for mm-hmm. things that they could be having conversations about. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. or, or having fits of, um, what, what would it be? Punishment without calculation. Mm-hmm. Like without um, maybe prayer as a Christian, you know, we need to be in prayer about what we mm-hmm. what we should what we should do. Like, Lord, what what actions should we do? Because this child is yours, so you know, what should I be doing here? And I I failed at this miserably, you know, especially because it's in the heat of the moment. You know, again, you yeah. got your kids screaming. You're like, if he doesn't shut up, I need to spank him. And then you get into the discussion whether is spanking abuse. I don't think spanking in and of itself is abuse. It could be abuse. You know, we we can yeah, get into that's that. Yeah, that's that's that's. But like you're saying, but yeah, like you're saying, it, if a, a lot of times what we do is we improperly apply it because our kid's screaming and we try to counsel him, we try to tell him this, we try to tell him that, and he's still screaming and he's screaming and he's screaming, and then by you're like getting stressed out and your brain is fried and you're like, I don't know what else to do. Maybe if I spank him, he'll stop. And then yeah, so it 
it, it's hard because like you're saying, you know, as a father, I'm learning this as he's growing up into that age of how much can I get away with and just looking at Terrible you with that smile. Should I continue on in this and push my dad's button or should I go over there? Um, yeah, it's yes. Every time. Yes, I will press his buttons. <laughs> but, uh, and that, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, so, you know, that's what we do with the Lord when we're living in sin. Mm-hmm. When we're walking in sin, you know, especially as someone who's been called, you know, predestined or called and chosen, mm-hmm. you know, we prodigals, you know, imagine what the prodigal father was thinking when his son was out there. He's like, well, I don't know if he necessarily knew, but it is a parallel fa- of Father God, mm-hmm. too. So it's like God knows that he's sucking down slot from the pig trough, mm-hmm. you know. And, he, he knows he's not where he should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is that father is saying, he, you know, I didn't want him to do this. I, I, I did everything in my power to keep him where he should be. Um, but I still needed to allow him to yeah. go out and understand this. And that's, and that's part of the beauty of, of free will. That's, that's why there's so much chaos in this world. Um, because every human being, you know, in spirit gets, gets, um, the chance to have that free will to God's not impartial when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, it creates so much chaos in the world. Um, and we, and we just blame God because, because of our own actions. Because yeah. of our own actions, yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and again, that's not to say that... But he's the father of us all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like easy to look. It's just like, well, God is mine. Mm-hmm. He's in my... He's me, He's my genie. Mm-hmm. Like, if he's not answering my prayer, you know, and that's why karma is silly, because, like, if karma actually was happening, like, there would be even more chaos, mm-hmm. because one person's blessing would be another person's curse, and there'd be so much intertwined web of it mm-hmm. that there'd be no tally that makes sense mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that goes back to what we were talking about, like, <laughs> with the going out, we're talking about, um, you know, our actions causing problems in the world. It doesn't necessarily mean that if you go out and you sin today, that God is going to strike you down in that moment and that there's going to be some problem in that moment that happens to you. But you could be causing a pain in someone else's life um, or later on you could deal with the consequences of your own actions and God will allow for that because you've decided to not go and follow your father. Mm-hmm. And so you have to deal with those consequences. Um, so... Again, people always sit there and say, why does the good and loving God let this stuff happen? Well, a lot of that stuff is due to our sins or other people's sins. You know, other people have that power in your life. You could be, you know, falling after God Mm -hmm. and someone could have gotten home from a bar. They're driving home. They're drunk. They crash and kill your family. And, And that's happened plenty of times and people question God. And it's but it's like, you know. And, and that's a hard situation, mm-hmm. but God is, is sitting and saying, like, I, I have to give them the same freedom I gave to you. Otherwise, I'm not a just And God. he's saying, come to me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's yeah. the end of it. You know, we argue about this, you know, with people of the world and all the time. You know, I mean, I've had conversations and theological, philosophical, whatever. Um, but it's like what Jesus said, too, when the guys asked him, you know, what about those guys that the pillar fell on? Mm-hmm. And he's like, don't worry about them. Like, follow me. Mm-hmm. You follow me. Mm-hmm. You know, we always want to. We always want to pass. Like, well, it was this? It was Adam. You know, like the first sin. Oh, it was the woman you gave me. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's like we're selfish. Yeah. Human beings are selfish. Yeah. And like, even and I don't mean to downplay like tragedy, mm-hmm. but like 
the Lord can bring you peace in any situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, like listen to, I mean, listen to stories of, um, oh, what was her name? I think we were talking about oh. in in uh, the concentration camp. Yeah, Corey Ten Boom. Corey Ten Boom. Yeah, and, and she's not she's not the only one that like has a heart like that who experienced things like that as well. Mm-hmm. Human human civilization has been going on for a long time. There's been immense suffering and people who have you know mm-hmm. lived in the peace of Christ in their suffering. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I mean, it's like you're looking at this. The Lord reproves him who he loves as a father and in a, uh, as a father, the son in whom he delights. So it's like if we're looking at, at him as a father and, and knowing this, knowing this truth, then that anything that happens to us means that he loves us. Hmm. And he wants us to know this thing. It's like it's one of the things I've talked about Job so much. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I firmly believe Job is in heaven, mm-hmm. celebrating the fact that he went through what he went through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thankful, praising, worshiping God that mm-hmm. he was afflicted with the pain that he mm-hmm. went through. Mm-hmm. Because if he wouldn't have done that, he wouldn't have been crafted, and molded into into the into the spirit of Christ. Mm-hmm. Like that's what he went through. That's the purpose of what we're here yeah. for. <laughs> like, why are we alive still? Why am I breathing? It's so that. I can turn into a, a better image of Christ mm-hmm. so that yeah. one day I will like it got Lord willing, you know, the, the works that he's prepared, prepared for me mm-hmm. that I can step into that I can be obedient in, mm-hmm. you know, that it turns into just a remnant, you know, or an mm-hmm. echo of what Jesus looked like. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, um, if, going off of that point, I mean, if you look at Jesus, when he was in his resurrected form, he still had his scars. Mm-hmm. And we told Thomas to put his hand on his side so he'd believe. Mm-hmm. So again, your perfected form, are you still going to have the scars of your battles on you? You know, if we think of a perfected body, we think that, oh, we're going to be like no blemishes, none of this and that. And it's like, but Jesus has scars mm-hmm. and he's willing to bear those scars to show you the love he has for you. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, maybe we won't. Yeah, maybe, maybe, just, maybe, yeah, maybe just we just won't because the, the scars of our battles, but maybe we will have the scars that are actually, you know, God loving, not the scars from our battles that we lost. I think it'll be like the disciplines. <laughs> yeah. The, dis- the discipline, the discipleship, like the things that we learned, the things that like when we knew that the Lord like reached out his hand and pulled us out, like Peter mm-hmm. in the water, like Peter won't, mm-hmm. he won't never forget falling in the water. Mm-hmm. It was his doubt that made him sink, mm-hmm. but it was Christ's hand that lifted him up. Amen. So, that's, yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's beautiful. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, um, so, well, that's going to kind of uh, be it for this episode this week. Uh, we're going to get back into this series of God the Father here. We're not done. Um, like always, we are uh, long-winded conversationists. So um, we, we uh, thank you guys for listening, and we'll continue this series. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. You know, getting back to this, what we're talking about is like unity in the Father because there is one Father um, and, and one Messiah. And um, yeah, so that this verse, you know, talking about that, um, we're going to get over here to another verse, and uh, Mark, if you'd like to read that out of Ephesians. Yeah, so we've got uh, Ephesians 6, 4, uh, but I'll just start with Ephesians 6, 1. <clears throat> uh, kind of playing off with what you were doing back there, Josh. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, 
which is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. So this would have been a perfect segue like an hour ago. (laughs) (laughs) But... But again, yeah, you know, we, we kind of talked about that, it, it, you know, just trying to, we honor our, our godly father um, by trying to be like he was and mm. to and instructing our kids up in, in his way, mm. you know. So again, it's like, as we're a father to our kids, we need to take the representation of who God the father is uh, to our kids. But that's hard because we're broken images. And so it's okay to fail. Mm-hmm. You're because you're human and you're going to fail. Um, it's not that the failure is okay, yeah, but saying, it's that you as a person is going to fail. We understand that. We need to be okay with that to the point that it brings us back to God. If it doesn't bring us back to God, then it's not going to be okay. Just like sin. If we sin, um, we need to repent. I know that that's like that song that came out. And that's like a big saying in the Christian realm is it's okay to not be okay. Mm. And it's like, well, that's the reason it's called not being okay. It, it isn't okay, but I understand what they mean by that. But again, it's, it's like... a mindset thing. Yeah, it's, it's like getting mind- your mindset back. It's like yeah. everyone is not okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. With, apart from Christ. Yeah. And that's why we you need know, Christ. Yeah. We yeah. need Father. We need Father yeah. in our lives. Because without Him... Mm-hmm. We're not okay. Yeah. That's the thing. It's it's not okay. That's why we have Jesus. So how do we get back to that position? How do we work with that? Yes, is it is it normal to have doubts, to have fears, to have all that stuff, to to mistrain your child or to mislead him? Yes, we're all gonna do that. Well that's understandable. Every parent ever has failed at that at some point, yeah. But that's it's understandable is what we should be saying. Yeah. Um it's understandable not to be okay should be the lyric. God knows God knows that too. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. like yeah, I think there's a verse on that where he talks about, you know, God's God's mercy uh God's merciful in his judgment towards people who do not understand what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, so like people who know the truth mm-hmm. and disobey, mm-hmm. it's worse. Mm-hmm. You know, for those, like, for example, like people who've tasted and seen, who've come into the church, who've experienced Holy Spirit or have seen Holy Spirit and then have rejected Christ, like, their punishment will be greater mm-hmm. because... They've heard all these things. Mm-hmm. They've done all these things. And Francis Chan gave a sermon on this too. I know this may be another rabbit hole, but um, just talking about how, you know, as Christians, especially in our society, because we can consume content media constantly, you know, we can listen to any pastor in the world in our day and age. You know, how much of our of our week is spent consuming Christian content, Christian media, mm-hmm. hearing truths, hearing what we need to do, hearing mm-hmm. what we need to do, hearing what we need to do, hearing what we need to do feeling convicted mm-hmm. um, and then doing nothing about it. Yeah. What type of judgment is going to come from that? Mm-hmm. How much truth that we've heard, the more that we hear, mm-hmm. the more that we hear, the more that we know. And then the more that we do not act is worse than if we never heard. Mm-hmm. And um, I see that, you know, it's funny because we're like listening, we're, 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 cr- we're literally in the process mm-hmm. of creating another channel mm-hmm. of that. <laughs> um, well, it's just like with wealth, you know, the greater wealth you have, 
the more ability for good. It's like, you, you, the more responsibility you have with yeah, that. If, if anything, I want this podcast to be something that's like, well, how do you make it applicable? Mm-hmm. How do you make it make sense? Mm-hmm. All of this stuff. Yeah, that's good. And that's kind of, I think that's really the desire of the heart of the matter. Like, mm-hmm. so if you're listening to this still, after all the, the abortion <laughs> conversation, the racism <laughs> conversation, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, just... We're going to talk about everything on this podcast. I mean, we're going to touch on everything, yeah. Listen um, with an open heart. If you disagree, that's fine. Send us your hateful comments. We don't care. Like, I mean, like, yeah. your loving comments, corrective comments, we don't care. Like, Well, I just pray that everything that came up tonight has a purpose that it came amen. up tonight. Hallelujah. Um, that somebody who listened to that um, took away something from it. You know, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I know some of the stuff that we echoed we've heard on conservative media or liberal media, mm-hmm. um, but... You know, if you're still listening to this point, it's just like, yeah, we go down tangents, we talk about these these different ideas and things. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's what everyone's talking about, right? Everyone's talking about mm-hmm. these things. Yep. I mean, people can't stop talking about these things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to surface in our conversations every once in a while. But, you know, when we're talking about God the Father, it's just hard not to talk about some of these things. Mm-hmm. The children of God. You're like children on this earth, you know? Mm-hmm. And some of the biggest topics in our culture right now is, yeah, is abortion and racism and, mm-hmm. and those things. So, yeah, I and mean, those things are going to come up when we're talking mm-hmm. about the love of the Father and just and his restorative heart. Yeah. Yeah, he wants to restore these things, you know? Yeah, the plan of, of this, you know, is right now, we want to get to those topics, and I can tell there's there's things that, that are tugging at each of us that we want to uh, come out and say, and, you know, for right now, we're building that, that case for these things that we're going to talk about later. We want to show you what our our basis is for these things. So we're trying to lay the foundation of our Christianity. I say our Christianity because it's 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 like, we've stepped into this. This is our, our relationship with God that we're going through. So as, as Christians, um, trying to find the heart of God and, and dealing with that, like, that's what I mean is that when, you know, we're, we're trying to step into that. Um, you know, going back to this verse, I, um, you know, I think it's kind of cool what Jesus does here, you know, cause it's kind of like the other one. He's talking about how, um, the Pharisees, and then he switches it to the people and said, like, you hear the Pharisees say this, follow that, don't do what they do. And he kind of flips it. Well, and here he starts talking in this verse about the children, giving them instructions, right? And so you got the parents who are probably sitting there like, yeah, tell our children how to obey us. That's awesome, you know? So it's like, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right, is what uh, my verse says. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, what's the sixth commandment? Yeah, six of the ten commandments. And so here it's saying like, you've got it. You've got to. If you're a child, you have an authority over you that you need to follow. And we've said that it was a temporary authority, you know, because we grow up and become our own. But um, you know, you still recognize that that's a command from God. And if it comes from God, you understand that it comes from a heart of love, mm. because He is love. And so we should try to do everything within our power um, that to follow what our parents say, because if they're doing what they should be doing in God, they're going to try to have a heart for, um, for us and for what they think is, is good for us. Um, again, this is, makes me think of the, the, the wedding at Cana. Mm -hmm. Um, Jesus's first miracle is often debated as to why he said what he said and then performed the miracle. Um, cause he said, my time has not yet come, but Mm -hmm. his mother wanted it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, one of the, one of the arguments for why he would have done it was to honor his mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and to show us that, um, 
It's important to obey your parents. Yeah, obey your parents. Uh, show honor to your parents. You know, because mm-hmm. obviously he was out of the home. You know, he was an adult man at this mm-hmm. time. He was thirty. You know, so. Mm-hmm. But That's his cool. mom was really. I loved how the chosen was able to show that mm-hmm. with more context and just like how a Disgrace. mother was, how a mother would have been. Yeah, too, mm-hmm. and just like the feeling of pressure and mm-hmm. and just like how. Just how pure her heart was, you know. Yeah. She wanted her her friends not to be shamed. And yeah. She's like, oh, how cool. Again, for those listening, I actually just watched that the other day again. It was like tearful just watching it. Yeah. For those uh, listening, the chosen is a crowdfunded video um, source for media content that's basically about the life of the disciples and Jesus and the ministry. Um, you should check it out. It's great. Um, they've got two seasons. Um, they're releasing the second season yeah, right a, now. And, and for those, it's a free app that you can yeah. download um, from the app store, from any app store, and mm-hmm. you can watch it on your phone, beam it to your TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't mind giving that plug here because I've, I've watched the season one three times. Yeah, it's fantastic. You know, it's just... It, it's just so good. Um, but yeah, but going just, back to that point you were saying, um, it makes sense because God references himself as the Father, right? We we're reading the scripture. He's saying he is the Father. So why would he go against himself and tell children not to obey their fathers, you know, because then he'd basically be commanding them to not obey him. Hmm. So we have to realize that God is our Father, so it's a representation of that authority in their life. Well, you have an earthly father. You should listen to him um, like you would want to listen to me. You know, I want you to listen to me. I know I know what I want. And so, listening to your father, bringing honor. as the, Because the word of God, is, what he's saying, too, is that if you do this thing, you are honoring God. Mm-hmm. Because God's word has said this to be so. So, like... That's what's awesome. So yeah, some people could like like, well, this is this is uh, this doesn't make sense. This doesn't relate. This can't work. And so there's context to all these different things. And, mm-hmm. You know, it's like what you were saying earlier to, or you know, do everything on as you do unto the Lord. Like if you're if you're in your work and you're working, like do it as if you were doing it for Jesus. Or mm-hmm. scripture verses that like you know give that man a drink. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be like giving Jesus a drink. Yeah. Or give your shirt off your back as if you were giving your shirt off your back. Mm-hmm to Jesus yeah. mm-hmm. physically. And it's like, mm-hmm. so that's how we're supposed to see our neighbors, our brothers in Christ, men of any race, mm-hmm. any culture, any tongue. Like this is how the church is supposed to operate and act in. Mm-hmm. And uh, we need to die to ourselves. So like those people in the church, I know we're getting back to that, but like getting in, just like that love for each other and, mm-hmm. and the love that the church needs to exhibit. And I love what mm-hmm. we were talking with Alyssa, you know, before we started recording too, and mm-hmm. some of the, some of the desires we have for harvest time here in Eau Claire. Mm-hmm. Harvest time's the church we attend, for those of you who don't know. Yeah. Most of you listening are probably going to be a part of the church, <laughs> at least right now. Hopefully we're going to be reaching yeah, more people. Yeah, standing out. But um, just kind of, it's just that heart desire and like what we want church to look like. Like, not church, like not Sunday morning church, but like what we want the church mm-hmm. to look like. And you know, we're moving out of the pandemic right now. We're moving post-COVID here. Mm-hmm. You know, masks or mask mandates are finally gone. People are, people are getting vaccinated, whether you believe in that or not. Um, it's just, it's just a, it's a cool time, and, and there's healing. There's mm-hmm. stuff that you can feel that. You can feel, like, mm-hmm. a lift of some sort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I can go to Walmart not wearing a mask. Like that. There's definitely mm-hmm. a lift, you know, taken mm-hmm. off. But... <clears throat> You know, churches have been emptied, mm-hmm. and 
yeah, it's just like people coming back. But that's a, that's a whole other topic. But I just like I just want to see church being done differently. Mm-hmm. The the unity. Mm-hmm. University too, like mm-hmm. unity in diversity. Yeah, yeah just word, a, where that word comes. Not from. just practice, but in practice, you yeah, know. In practice, yeah. And just mm-hmm. the action of dying to ourselves to honor, to honor who our Father is together. You know, we're all supposed to be children. You know, instead we as we we act as though like you know we watch our children like steal a toy from their little from their sibling, and they fight over it. You know, give it back. Mm-hmm. Like it's like we're doing that all the time as adults too. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and it's not necessarily fits, but it's like, but it, it, it shows up in slander. It shows up in gossip. It shows mm. up in, in clicks and mm. it shows up in groups. And I just want to see in my life, you know, if, if we're getting closer to the end times, I just want to see the unity mm-hmm. of the church, um, the way that it was designed to be. And I know that we're imperfect, we're broken and, mm. you know, we are all bickering and arguing over, you know, what's doctrine and what shouldn't be in here and what shouldn't be in here. And we're forgetting the most important thing is just to love each other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that unity, unity just makes me think of a, a teaching I heard by Timothy Keller a couple of years ago. And, you know, he was talking about the book of Revelation and we've got the, the heavenly city, right? Zion. And, um, Man, what is a city? So Timothy Keller, his, if you guys aren't familiar, his church, Christ, I think it's called Christ Redeemer. It's in New York City, you know, the city of all cities, so to speak. Um, and what is New York City? I'm not sure if you guys have been or not, but I've man, talk about the diversity, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've never been. But... I don't even know how to paint a picture of how diverse it is. It's just, yeah. you know, it's as much of a melting it's, pot it's as you could possibly have. It's like the microcosm of the United States it's, melting pot. Exactly. It's not the city. world. It's not the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyways, we have, you know, this heavenly city. I mean, to say it's going to be a parallel of, of New York maybe is a bit of a stretch. But we were kind of talking about, before, you, you mentioned a little bit before, but that diversity that's going to be there. And I don't know, Timothy Keller is such a theologian. He's such a teacher. Um, you know, he's talking about the history of America and how, you know, we started agrarian and then there's the cities and then there's this dying away of the cities, moving out into the suburbs and there's this comfort and complacency, complacency that comes out of that. And Thanks for listening to today's podcast episode. If you've enjoyed it, please click the like and share buttons on whichever platform you are on. And you can also follow us on Mewe, Twitter, and Facebook. We hope you had a blessed time and the conversation brought some joy into your life. Have a blessed day and join us next time on the Heart of the Matter podcast.